Hello, you're listening to the boys from the fame. Say hello, guys. Hello. And you're here at Adobe Radio on Feeding Thoughts. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 152 of Spitting Thoughts. We have premiere episodes every single Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all podcast platforms the following Monday. Make sure you subscribe. And I want to send out a big, loving thank you to everyone who's staying up for the midnight premiere right now for episode 152. You are very much appreciated, and if you're listening to this in the future, you must be pretty tech-savvy. You're into podcasts, so I appreciate you as well. Thank you for being here. Episode 152 of Spinning Thoughts. We've got a really awesome band that you may have heard of by now. Uh, they're, They're making very quick moves, so if we're catching you off guard then I'm excited to introduce to you for the first time. We'll find out. Uh, I've got Josh, Sam, Sean, and Steven from The Fame. Hello, gentlemen. How are we? Hello. Hi, mate. How you doing? I am doing pretty damn awesome. The four of you are in the United States right now. Is that correct? We are. We're here in uh, in the center of Manhattan, yeah. and I'm absolutely loving it. Stoked to be on episode 152, mate. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> How how's the weather treat you you guys are saying you're in New York City then? Yes, we are. So how is the weather treating you compared to what it would be back home? Back at home, I think it's coming into summer now. And it's pretty yeah. it's getting pretty hot over there. And but the weather here is quite nice. It's got a little bit of rain today. All right. All right. So we'll talk more about why you're here in the States. Uh, you know, there's a healthy tour that you guys are on and we'll talk about that here a little bit later in the show uh but before before we dive into some of these awesome details surrounding the accomplishments and endeavors of the fame give the listeners some insight around the creation of the band uh a rather expedited climb to international recognition with many highly respected industry professionals and musicians supporting how did this all come together spawning from what is called the most isolated city in the world, Perth, Australia. Well, I guess you could say it, it all started. Um, Josh and I actually went to the same high school together. And, you know, just like that typical story, we're actually in the same music class. Um, so we started just jamming, jamming covers for, like, you know, music assignments. And then we just thought, hey, we should, you know, you know we should make a band. And then, you know, we, we, we found Yashorno, our drummer, on um on his YouTube oh, YouTube. YouTube channel doing his uh, drum covers and then you know we got Sammy on board and everything has really just taken off from there um you know we uh when we were back in Perth this is I think it's it's about two years ago now this is crazy like yeah. time flies so much about two years ago we saw um John Feldman um on his Instagram on his Twitter he put out um he put out a tweet 
and there's like unsigned fans. No, 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 no. He posted, he tweeted, and he, I think he screenshot the tweet and posted that on his Instagram. Yeah, yeah. He did. Well, maybe I'm just like caught up in the deep. No, yeah. <laughs> but you're doing very well. <laughs> it was, he put some unsigned bands and touring experience. Hit me up with demos. And we had absolutely no touring experience, but we were unsigned. But yeah. with, no, with absolutely no touring experience whatsoever, we were like, hey, we're going to do it anyway. We got, you know, why not? So we put like all of our effort into like this one email. We're just saying, hey, John, you know, here we are. We're dedicated musicians. This is, this is all we want to do with our lives. Yeah. And we completely forgot about the email because why would John Feldman respond <laughs> to a couple of Aussie lads from Perth? And uh, it was about a month later, we get an email. And it's just, just the, the, the subject heading is work opportunities with John Feldman. And we, we, I was like falling out of bed. The guys were all just freaking out. Like, oh my gosh, is this even real? We thought, no, this is fake. It's just uh, some person just taking the piss. But it wasn't. And um, so, we, you know, we eventually FaceTimed John. Um, spent four months um, just locking ourselves into the bedroom. studio, into the bed, basically, <laughs> the bedroom. But we, we call it the studio to make ourselves feel better. Um, <laughs> constantly writing and recording and sending ideas to John. And, you know, developing ourselves as a band. That's something that's unique and something, you know, that developing ourselves to be true to ourselves as artists. And when John finally found that we were ready, um, we went over to his studio in Los Angeles and yeah. we recorded a lot of songs. A lot of songs <laughs> with some incredible people as well. It was very, yeah. very exciting. So more and than yeah, six songs, I would assume, right? So probably oh, enough mate, to, mate, to mate, go beyond this current yeah, EP. Yeah, yeah, that was one day. This is just before we had our first talk. <laughs> if, we, if we wanted to, we could release six albums right now. If we really, really wanted to. So there is a lot of content that is, what, would you say ready to go? Or, what, I mean, what status would you put on it? <laughs> I wouldn't say ready to go. You know, we're very particular about what we put out into the world, you know, like, we, these songs are very, very personal. They're like letters that we like to, uh, I think that's a good way to call it, you know, yeah. letters that we put out into the world. And, you know, we really take our time with these things, and especially because we're growing so much as individuals and as a band and learning so much about how we want to express ourselves. We feel like giving us the most time we can possible to kind of, you know, cultivate the best album or the best sound or the best, you know, story that we want to put out that's true to ourselves is what we try and do. So, yes, we have a lot of content in, in our phones, that we put out. <laughs> At the end of the day, we, we, we want to put out the best possible songs and stories for people to listen to. I hear you, and, and I can uh, respect and appreciate that. The, the fame, really, you all have come on, like, at least here in the United States, onto my radar, I can speak to, you know, early this year of 2018. I think it was a single yeah. Saints of the Sinners, right? Yeah, yeah, you got it, mate. Hang on the head. And, and ever since I was introduced to that song, one, I really, really was hooked. But two, I've, I've just, I've been seeing your fucking names all over the place. Like, I mean, the fame <laughs> is everywhere. I think my buddy at Adobe, Fish, you guys were uh, chatting Mark, with Fish, yeah, right? Mikey. Yeah, he's a good, good, good friend there, uh, fellow Adobe, uh, I guess personality, you could say. So, yeah, veteran. Yes, but but honestly, I, I've 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 been looking forward to this conversation because I've been seeing just so much of you, and I'm curious to to kind of dig in. So uh, on that topic, let's get into the band's debut EP titled "Summer Is a Curse." It dropped everywhere September the seventh of this year via BMG, a collection of music that was highly anticipated with a great buildup 
of singles, social media, interaction, live performances, and more. Uh, so guys, the EP's been out for just over a month. People have been consuming it, talking about it, sharing it with other people. Uh, Try to, I know you gave us uh, some insight to the formation and evolution of the band thus far, uh, but re- reflect broadly on the experience of releasing this particular collection of music and how the reception from your perspective has been so far. Well, man, honestly, it's just great to actually get more than like two songs out for people to listen to. So <laughs> yeah. I feel like the fans really appreciate actually knowing the lyrics and the sound of the songs when we come to the live set. But honestly, the, the reaction that we've gotten, man, has been beyond anything that we've ever expected. You know, these songs are just so personal to us. And we really just, we write music for the love of it and be able to see people get not only like a positive energy out of it, but really have like a positive perspective on life and their experiences and their story in general. Because at the end of the day, that's what we want to give to people. We don't just want to create a song for the sake of it. We want people to feel inspired to step out of the box and really kind of do something with their own lives as well. That's why we write music, to show people that there's more to life than whatever's stuck in your head or whatever kind of bullshit's going on in your life in general. But, you know, it's just the Summer as a Curse is really just a, a really stepping stone for us. This, this is the first step of the fame in a long, long journey of songwriting, albums, and uh, there's a lot more to come, I can assure you. It's just, it's just really sick to like finally have those songs out and see how you know people respond to them, you know, in that live setting. We've been uh, so like, well, no, I'm gonna say so long. We we we, uh, we did a tour earlier this year, uh, you know, where we only had either one or two songs out, yeah. and um, but like finally now, now we released the EP, like seeing people like really like so rawly like react to those songs and have it like really personally like touch them in that setting is really like great for us. Like watching that, like performing it because it shows us like, you know, how much these songs actually mean to people. It's unbelievable. Now, all four of you, you're all from Perth, Australia. We are. are, Yes, that's where we're born and bred. (laughs) And and so, as I mentioned in like the intro, uh, in my my detailed research that I do here at Spinning Thoughts, uh, I located information that Perth, Australia is coined or not even not even coined. Maybe it truly is the most isolated city in the world. I'm curious, A, is that true? And B, does that mean isolated from everything else or does that mean you're isolated from one another within the city? We are definitely the most isolated city in the world. I can guarantee it. It takes it takes like four days or like more than that to travel across our own country to oh another So, you know, you're definitely right. I think Perth is, yeah, one of the most isolated cities in the world. Um, you know, there's other places around, but they're still like hours and hours away. Um, but I think it's great. Like being in an isolated city really helps you to cultivate you know, who you are as a person and, you know, you kind of have this, always have this like dream of getting outside of that and it makes you sort of push the boundaries. Yeah, push the boundaries and like set the bar high and push out of that. I think that's what we all probably want to do as well. We definitely want to do. I love that. And so with the topic of the, the, the real reason why I asked that question was I'm curious, how did the four of you or whomever kind of takes on the role of writing, how did you approach writing the songs that inevitably landed on Summer as a Curse? Was it difficult? I wasn't sure if there was mass distance between the band members uh, or if that played a role at all. How did the fame actually approach these six songs on Summer as a Curse? Well, we're actually very lucky because like, when we're at home, you know, 
um, like Sam and Josh are literally what a two minute drive from each other. Um, I live like 20 minutes drive from Josh and Sean lives in Whoop Whoop. Sean is like 40 they, minutes. They call it Whoop Whoop, but it's just near the beach. <laughs> me, uh, Josh, Josh and Sam and I, we live like, well, especially Josh and Sam, like, they're like right in the middle of the bush. Like I'm talking like kangaroos in the backyard, <laughs> like just dirt and like just tr- trees, hot, dead grass, that sort of thing. And uh, Sean's lucky, yeah. Sean's in quite a little nice area along the beach. Right? So when we're riding, whether whether it's, uh, we're riding at home or whether we're riding in um, LA, the process is always one where we get together, we talk about what we want to write about. You know, we're always together. And it, the strongest thing is like the concept of the song because that's where it all lies. Like if we don't know what we're writing or singing about, then like what's, what's the point really? Because each song needs to have that purpose. It needs to have that connection. To each one of us in the band otherwise you know if we're spending the next couple of years of our lives like we can't be performing songs that like aren't true to ourselves and so that is like the biggest part of it for us is that we're all in it and we all have that connection to um, yeah to the music that we're writing and then the actual process a lot of the time well like most often is that it dawns from just with an acoustic guitar or a piano because we feel that you know if you can make a song sound great in it's just most stripped back form then you've got a great song. Like you don't have to rely on, you know, any production, everything, because it's all about the melodies and it's all about the emotion, like, in that song. So that's, like, you know, our real perspective on that. It's interesting that you say how stripped back you, you approach the beginning parts of writing because the end results of your songs, whether they are faster-paced songs or slower, more melodic songs, they're all quite big and powerful and like very fulfilling, you know, I, I, I just feel fulfilled after listening to any individual song from you guys. Uh, how, how do you take a song from its infancy and build it up so epically? Uh, I, how do you do that? <laughs> well, it, it honestly, it can come in like many ways, shapes and forms. But at the end of the day, you know, production is a big part of that. You know, we have an input on how we want to developer and you know the biggest thing is if the message is strong and the concept is strong with just a acoustic guitar and a piano then everything else cultivates that up to be bigger than what it is you know we always get like told like oh these songs sound like anthems or they sound like you know arena songs but at the end of the day these songs are always going to just be songs to us and the biggest thing is like when you hear the album eventually (laughs) we're never releasing we're never releasing this album (laughs) you will hear diversity you know you will hear so, like, at the end of the day, the song's always going to be big to an extent because whether it's the sound or the meaning that has a big impact on you, that's yeah. the biggest part of what we try and put forward. Yeah, I think what we try, definitely try and do production-wise is let, we let the production uh, complement the song and, like, the vocals, melodies, lyrics um, that are there. Like, I think sometimes, like, if we, if we focus, like, too much on, like, the production side, they can sometimes start fighting each other. Like, yeah. you know, the raw song and the production you know, can start fighting. But if you just let the production complement what you already have there, that's when, you know, you can get a nice mix and you get them to sit together quite well. Yeah, that was a nice pump. Yeah, you get a nice mix. (laughs) Now, and and I, you know, the production quality of the music, it is phenomenal. And and I, I think that sometimes people look at the, the, the bigness or the largeness of the song, uh, and and sometimes critique that, but I, that's that's not what I'm insinuating. I think that there's a 
there's just it, there is a rawness to these songs w- well polished however but uh i really i really appreciate everything that the band is doing and and just how the songs are constructed and, and inevitably heard uh thereafter now you mentioned you know having a hand perhaps in the studio maybe with uh post production anything of that nature uh, i'm curious to hear more about uh maybe your involvement but others Involvement with this record, you you mentioned uh, Feldman was involved. Uh, obviously, he kind of really got this thing rolling. Who who helped this move along, and what was the experience like in the studio? Oh, John was definitely like <laughs> such a huge part of our development. You know, as, as songwriters, we was we went in there just just like four scared little guys, <laughs> and you know, in the house and the and the studio of this huge, just great producer. And um, it was hectic. Like straight away, on the very first day, uh, we wrote and recorded two songs. Damn. And <laughs> oh yeah, damn, damn indeed. <laughs> you know, we we start the morning with a coffee. Well, John starts the morning with a quad coffee, freaking four shots, which is absolutely nuts. And then yeah, it's like the the best sort of pressure. Like you know, we thrive under pressure. We absolutely love it. Like. You know, we like to think that, you know, when it comes to like a single swim situation, we'll just like grab it by the balls and just like, you know, t- take it on, you know, take it on as best we can. And that's, that's what we love. We love the, the energy of the studio and just like the absolute, you know, the push that yeah. we've got. I think it was like it, when we always write, whether it's production, songwriting in general, we always have a tunnel vision. You know, everyone's pacing around, everyone's freaking out because the focus is always on the song. And no one's afraid to kind of speak up and criticize it. Well, not necessarily criticize because the song's always the priority, but really speak up their opinion about what they're feeling in the song. And John had a big part in that as well, because sometimes we just weren't too sure like how to get our opinion across or anything like that. So through meditation, through basically pushing ourselves out of every comfort zone possible, we found essentially the best way to write or the best way to produce we have premiere episodes every single Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all podcast platforms. The following Monday, you can subscribe for free. We're on Twitter at Spin Thoughts, and our website is thespinningthoughts.com. We're here with The Fame. We've been talking a lot about their uh, debut EP, Summer is a Curse. I, I know inspiration uh is ever changing and evolving but to the best of your ability what would you say what music bands culture inspire uh the fame you know let's all go around and list two one of each band member is going to list two bands two of their wow that's bands. so organized i like it go ahead yeah, yeah well, i'm gonna change it up you know um <laughs> i would say i'd say Coldplay. first of all um I know, I know other members of the band are going to say that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they can't now. I got it. Oh, I got it. Yeah. Say another one. Um, Coldplay and I would say, oh, there's just so many. There's too many to choose from. <laughs> um, Coldplay, who else? Even outside of um, bands or music, I mean, any facet of life that might just f- trickle into the music or th- what the fame is. I think, I definitely think life is, is actually like the biggest influence as like, all the songs that we've written uh, like are just like events and, and parts of our lives. And I think like I think definitely just tapping into the emotion, emotions that we feel, like even if like the, the style isn't the same. Like, you know, like I, I feel like a real like rawness when I'm just listening to like heavy music. When I'm listening to OPEP, you know what I mean? 
like you get that rawness and like you feel something because if I'm just like I feel like venting if I'm in that venting sort of mood and like that emotion that I listen to that sort of music and that's different for everyone so I think the emotions that you you get when you listen to certain types of music are like you know can be a real strong influence and I reckon like even though that I don't necessarily lo- love this music to bits I think possibly ABBA could be like a big influence because that's what I've listened to ever since I could walk. My parents force fed me ABBA like for breakfast. Like, I'm yeah, not telling them. Oh yeah, I danced to Waterloo all night. Yeah, what about you? What was your second band, Sam? Oh man, I there's just so many. Uh, I, I can't even choose. Mate, let's say more recently for for me personally, maybe not a band thing, but the 1975. Right. Yeah. Sure, go. For me, they're huge on um, U2. Um, I've always loved their sound. And then also 21 Pilots as well. Watching their live performance, you bring that energy. So that's right. The fame Um, and 21 Pilots share some aesthetic vibes right now too, right? Yeah. Oh, the black and yellow. We did it first. We did it first. I know you guys did. I'm not arguing it. But, um... Two bands that have influenced me a long time. Um, besides the ones that the boys have already mentioned, Red Hot Chili Peppers are a huge one for me. Wow. Just listen to them. My brothers introduced them to me for a long time. And, you know, along with songwriting stuff, sometimes it's a, a big nostalgia thing, you know, being reminiscent of not just memories that make you feel good, but memories that kind of define your identity as a human being. And Red Hot Chili Peppers was a big thing for me, you know, either listening to it with my brothers in the car and doing the crazy shit or listening to my friends. You know, Red Hot Chili Peppers, like, defined a lot of my childhood. And um, another band as well. I'm going to go out on a limb here because everyone's mentioned other bands as well. But Slipknot, a huge one for me as well. It was one of my first concerts as a kid as well. So, you know, Slipknot are sick. Love them. Now, did you see Slipknot in Australia or were you in a, a different place? In Perth. Yes, I did. Ages ago. I think I was 15 at the time. I had to steal my brother's ID to go watch it. Dude, that is, I would not have guessed some of these bands uh, that you'd mentioned, and, and that's what I, th- I think is so amazing about musicians and bands and f- just anyone who is a fan of music is uh, you don't have to subscribe to anything. You know, you can listen to what you want yeah, right. and, and be what you want, and I love it. So uh, very yeah. cool. Th- I know it's a hard question to answer, so, or answer, so gentlemen, thank you so much for doing that. Uh, to wrap up no, the conversation course. about uh, the debut EP, uh, Summer is a Curse. Uh, what I want to know is, uh, I guess, what is the, what, what's the best question here? I'm trying to narrow it down to one. Oh, uh, you're right. <laughs> We're ready for it. What is, is it possible to have a song, whether it's off of a, uh, an EP or a larger collection, like an LP, is there a song that stands out that you're most proud of, whether it just became something that you never expected or it was one that challenged you the most in the studio or do they all just kind of become one large uh, sense of pride? Can you expand on that at all? I think, I think you get a sort of different sense of pride from each song that you write because each song presents its own challenges. Each song, like you, you sort of tap in to like a different part of who you are. Like I definitely, from whatever song it is, like you, you really get like from the ones that have that come from like a real personal, like heart to heart, you know, point of, of your life. You feel like a different sense of pride because of that complete product is like a part of yourself. 
and then like opposed that to like you know a song that you've worked so hard on the production for and you just love the sound it's like i fucking love the sound of this song and that's like a different sense of pride again so i think each song presents its own challenges but also presents its own rewards at the end of the day when you have that finished product it's a really yeah a different level of satisfaction for each one and i think like that final real form of pride is seeing like i know we mentioned it earlier but seeing the reaction when we perform it live like performing those songs live is like the icing on the cake like we write it we love people listening to it, but performing it is like, you know, is what we're here for. Yeah. It's the reason why we started a band. You know, it's, the, it's, it's kind of an undescribable, rewarding experience to see people you've never met on the other side of the world get an insight into not just who you are as a person, but a rawness that you can never really express to anyone. Because, you know, that's what music is for us. It's, it's a therapy. It's a form of expression of the deepest parts of ourselves that we can never really put out in daily life. And seeing people respond in such a positive way is... Is, re- is the reason why we're here doing what we do. You guys are awesome. You make this so easy to talk to. You're just giving. Oh, hey, you're awesome. Seriously, <laughs> I am just. Come over there, mate. We're coming to. We're coming over to LA. I'm gonna be a big fat kid. <laughs> <laughs> big fat. Uh, bring it on. I would welcome that with open <laughs> arms. We have premiere episodes every single Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all podcast platforms the following Monday. Make sure you subscribe. We're on Twitter at Spin Thoughts and our website is thespinningthoughts.com. We've been having a great conversation with the lovely gentleman from Perth, Australia, the fame. We have been talking about their debut EP, Summer is a Curse, and we're going to listen to the title track right here, right now. Everybody, this is Summer is a Curse. Enjoy! Burnt lips when the wind blows Black tent on the windows I can't see what the future holds But I wanna know
than you ever know. Broke city with a broken heart. So you just finished listening to the title track, Summer is a Curse, off the debut EP from the fame. Uh, Guys, we're going to wrap up talking about this EP because there's other things uh, to move towards. But uh, since we just listened to Summer is a Curse, again, the title track, is there anything about this song that you'd like to throw out there? Maybe something that not a lot of people know? I think the biggest thing is that it's not about the weather. (laughs) We get asked this question like a ridiculous amount of times. The song... It's actually it, like it's it's about pursuing your dreams, really, just like pursuing something wholeheartedly, regardless of judgment, consequence, or any idea that can kind of hold you back. Because at the end of the day, that's kind of what defines you as a human being. It's not the events that define you; it's your reaction to those events that always define you. So the summer is kind of like your your ideal, your your positive outlook, that that next step to going a direction that's going to make you not just a better human being, but also something that's happy, that fulfills your soul basically and the curse is the idea of the consequences the sacrifice and the acknowledgement of that sacrifice that kind of comes with anyone who pursues a dream so that's i think that's the essence of the song there we go i appreciate the elaboration and now uh what i want i'm all about elaborating uh, well (laughs) then you're at you're in the right place my friend because uh we've got once a week we've got to kill 50 minutes you know so if somebody doesn't like to expand on ideas we're really screwed no, exactly, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's so true. The band, you guys are currently on the road here in the states. Uh, you're supporting Hands Like Houses, uh, which they're supporting. I'm assuming their brand new album. It just dropped this past Friday, October the 12th. Uh, in addition to the fame, their special guests also include Emma Rosa, Devour the Day, and Arlington. The tour kicks off November the 10th in San Francisco, California. Uh, it's going to run through December the 9th in L.A., and there, you guys are hitting up a variety of markets in between. So how much exposure oh, yeah. has the fame had touring in the United States? We have None. never, ever. <laughs> yeah tour of the United States before, so we're super pumped. Yeah. Wow. We're so, so excited. We can't yeah. wait to explore it's the our different first Yeah. Now, it's one thing to tour, but have any of you uh, fine gentlemen ever been in the United States outside of music? No, no, I, have. Have. I have. I have. I have. Yeah, I used, to, I used to live here like a while ago for two years in the lovely Nevada, Las Vegas, Nevada. Wow. Um, yeah. Hey, I was seven, so I I didn't go to the casinos or anything. Are you so, sure? It's, 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 <laughs> right. I'm pretty sure that yeah. in that city you could do just about anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But no, that's that's honestly the only experience I have of the United States. Yeah, mine was Florida. Went to Universal Studios, which was a blast. Wow, I've um, never even been there before. Oh, mate, go. 
Easier said than done, but then I have an Australian beating me to it, so I guess I have no excuse. Yeah, that's true. Are are there any cities that you guys are really looking forward to? Not necessarily like playing, but just like visiting or seeing or being able to say that you, you hit it up on a tour. I'm going to say this again. Let's do one thing from each of us. What are we all excited from in America? Um, I'm keen to go to Boston. I don't know why. <laughs> I just have an unhealthy obsession with Boston. Okay. <laughs> Boston. Yeah, Boston, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, me. Ma- I love Malibu. Um, We're not going there, buddy. I, I know, I know, but I want to go there. I just want to go back oh, to Malibu because we were there. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, man, I'm excited for San Fran. We're, 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 yeah, we're starting. Really. Yeah. I've always wanted to go to San Fran. We're starting there. Yeah. I, I hope we get there, like, the day before we do fly. That'd be nice. Yeah. Just have, like, a day to, like, have a little quick look around. Yeah, a little quick look. Um, you know, that was mine as well, but I'm going to say something different. You know, I think we're going to Florida. Yeah, we yeah, are. Yeah, I'm keen for Florida. I'm going to take a reason why. What was that? Florida. Florida. I love Florida. I love Florida. Hopefully we get time to see Universal. I highly doubt it. But, you know, we get to breathe the air. We get to breathe the air. Yeah, so that's the exciting Dude, that air is so thick and humid, you're not going to be able to breathe. That's true, yeah. God damn it. Sorry to burst the bubble. But, you know, it's I'm envious, guys, because... You know, I hear you talking about different places that you want to visit or you're excited to, to hit up on this this run, really. And, there, you know, like San Francisco. I've never been to San Francisco, and I live in the goddamn United States. So, uh, you know, it's <laughs> it's just crazy. You know, it's 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 so uh, I feel honored to be able to talk to people on this show because there's just so much different experiences that you shed. So I thank you guys uh, again for uh, all of the uh, insight that you've provided so far. It's uh, really been pretty awesome now to get to the real question about touring because obviously y'all got to eat uh is there any american food that you're really looking forward to just smashing your faces with oh gosh i love it smash our faces with that's a really good analogy um i don't know we just love food in general i love food man do you guys subscribe to any like uh like food aversions or anything like uh do, do you have to abide by any like diets vegetarians vegans any anything like that <laughs> hey here we go sam tries his hardest he really does he does a great <laughs> right. job he does better he's actually getting me on the train on the vegan train slowly but surely so but you're skipping right. vegetarian and, and just going all out i try i try on on a tour it's extremely hard yeah. especially in germany we were just in Germany, and I tell you what, the only food they serve you is currywurst, which is like sausages covered in like meat gravy. <laughs> Mind you, I still didn't have any. But actually, we had like this, like the best salad ever in Germany. Yes. Whoa, really? It's, it's, it's oh, called salad. Oh. So, so it's like everything. I sound like I haven't talked about everything you want in one bite. Give me like, a break. Give me a break. <laughs> the American accent, but like, um, yeah, every like you know, because they talk really up fine and everything like that. Cranberries in a salad is a game changer. <laughs> I'm telling you, I've never had cranberries in a salad before. So hold on, let just... me ask you this: If you're a fan of cranberries in a salad, are you a fan of pineapple on a pizza? Oh yeah, I lo- oh mate, I love it. It's a it's a little bit of, it's a look. Nah, I just like it's necessary. It throws it up. You it's I mean? necessary. <laughs> you know, I think would probably hate us saying that because they just have the sauce. They don't have anything else. That's what they focus on. Yeah, yeah. It's never been. I'm just, you know, great 
<laughs> oh my god this is uh you know a lot of people get really passionate about the pineapple on pizza argument me i think you know if somebody digs it it ain't hurting anybody else unless you're the one who's at that same pizza party then you're screwed right but you know what can you do I mean, like, come on, like, there's, there's better things to be angry about than pineapple on pizza. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. there's, there's things going on in other countries, I think, that we should focus on more than pineapples on pizza. It's just wasted energy. Yeah, you know on. what? I, to- I totally agree. I agree with that sentiment 100%. I've, I've actually seen people getting fights over it before. And it's like, literally, like, come on, mate. Like, what are you what are It you really, doing? yeah, it's it's ridiculous, uh, you know. It is. It's, it's, pizza it's like is pizza. It's oxygen. Pizza is pizza, uh, guys. If while you're on this tour, this this thing's going all the way like into the first week or two of December, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's crazy. I I mean, I hate being away from my house for a day at work. You guys are out of your country for months at a time. I don't know how you're doing it, but hopefully, everybody listening, if you can get out to a city somewhere near you, uh, go catch the fame and all the. Uh, support artists with hands like houses you will not regret it uh we talked very briefly uh when we were discussing summer is a curse about other music uh that's been recorded or created or on our phones right uh the debut ep it dropped in september of 2018 is it realistic to think that there's a debut full length for 2019. That is a very realistic thought. No, never. Never doing it. Never. We're going to be a band that just released EPs. <laughs> is that the goal? <laughs> no, there will no, be an album no, next there'll, year. There will be an album next year, yeah. It's going to be dope. So it's when gonna, are you... It's going to be dope. I'm putting that out there to the universe. I'm writing the letter on three. Yeah, oh, yeah. just chuck it out there. It's going to be dope. <laughs> okay, so when is this announcement coming? Oh, no. we, we don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're, we're still collecting songs. We're still writing. Like, you know, we're, we're, we're constantly writing, which is, like, you know, it's something that excites us because we don't know, you know, when the next best song yeah. is going to just come around the corner. Like, it could be tonight. After this, after this interview, we could go straight to it. And, and like, and write, yeah, exactly. write a new banger. You know what I mean? That's called just, the spinning thoughts push, guys. Uh, either you, yeah, like, yeah. either your album right there, sales just many. skyrocket or you get inspired, like, nothing before so uh you're welcome for for providing that service to you all (laughs) hey so as we are winding down to uh the end of episode 152 i still got one more segment left and i like to every once in a while and this is one of those whiles i like to throw in a segment that's a little lighthearted. Uh, and specific to the band that I'm talking to. So I am going to introduce Is It True Australia Edition. So I did some I did some research today uh, to educate myself on Australia. I felt like I, you know, should before I talk to you all. And in that research, I found a lot of interesting facts about where you all uh, come from. So I I kept some the same and I changed some of the facts. And we're going to let you guys guess what's true and what's false. And, and, and we're just going to have fun with it. What do you think? I like, I like that. Let's, yeah, let's do right. one each. I reckon we should do, like, well, obviously yeah. keep going around. But, like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. And so they're broken into categories. So we're going to kick off, is it true, Australia edition with the animals category. So here's the first one. Is it true or is it false? There are three times as many sheep than people living in Australia. 
False. False. Ooh. False. 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 Is that what we're going with? Is it going to be an individual guess or a collective? I think we should just do it as a group. Yeah, it's it's a good group. I can false. All right, so the answer is true. I guess you guys have more sheep than people. Uh, yeah. Sheep. Sheep. No way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. now, you know, I, I will say that, like, you know, I didn't check my sources all that much, so I could be inaccurate at times here. I, I'm just, I'm hoping that Google was reliable, guys. I figure if people can write college essays uh, off of Google, I can talk to you guys with some facts from Australia. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Who gathers this information? Who goes around and every day sheep. and counts how many sheep there are? That yeah, would be a that would be a tedious task, wouldn't it? Yeah, that is a, oh, oh, be a database for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the next one here under the animals category: koalas actually do not sleep as much as people think, racking up to three to four hours of sleep a day. True. For some reason, I think it's false. I think it's a trick question. I'm pretty sure it's true. I think it's true. Three to four hours a day. That's how much they do sleep? Yeah. It's asserting, yes, that koalas actually don't sleep as much as one might think that it's actually only three to four a day. Oh, told you. Right, yeah. sorry, I went to a zoo expedition. So the the answer is that that's false. They actually sleep up. Damn the it. <laughs> they sleep. <laughs> they they sleep up to twenty hours a day, guys. Oh shit! I went to a zoo expedition. All right, and and here is the final. Here's the final one in the animals category. Uh, the box jellyfish, which is found in the waters of the Great Barrier Reef, is responsible for more deaths than snakes, sharks, and saltwater crocs combined. Is that true or false? Well, that sounds I true. think that's, that's true. 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 Box, yeah, box jellyfish, you don't want to mess that one. Yeah, yeah. true. They, they, they get you. You guys are 100% correct on that. You know your yeah. box uh, jellyfish. Well, died by one. In the movie, what was it? The movie? <laughs> what? But that, that is actually true. He did. Will Smith did, he did, he did die actually. by one in the movie. I can't remember what movie it was. I can't remember either. It was um in the bathtub. It was the uh, the really sad one. It wasn't. Yeah, the one. really sad one. Was, I can't remember. Hey, Woody Harrelson. No, this is the one where he, with, with the chick is like he, he helps the chick through. Yeah. So, it sounds like a great and uh, edge of your seat <laughs> film. Well, we guys. just ruined it for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I will that. Hit up the fame on Twitter if you're trying to find the uh, the title of this movie and maybe they can lead you in the right direction. Please <laughs> do. I, I, I love to rewatch it. <laughs> All right. So the next category is laws. So Australia was the second to last country in the world to grant women the right to vote. Is that true or false? Ooh. Second to last, quite a young country. So yeah, maybe it sounds. Yeah, I mean, we've only been around for what, a couple hundred years. I say true. Yeah, yeah I, I'd say so. I'd say true. I'd say true. All right, the uh, the answer is actually false. Listen, this is all this is all in fun. All in fun. But uh, actually, Australia was the second country ever. To grant women the right to vote in 1894. Oh, yes, Australia. Oh, Australia. We, we, have, we don't have enough faith in our own country. Oh, we're more expedition. <laughs> All right. This this next one I found really interesting. Uh, only licensed electricians 
are legally allowed to change a light bulb in Australia. Is that true or false? That's got to be that's false. false. Oh, come that's on. ridiculous. Yeah, that's one. Okay, okay, so maybe I really should check my sources because I'm being told that that is true. Now, I would assume, before you guys, listen, wait, 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 let me, hold on, hold on, let me, like here in, here in the United States, listen, here in the United States, there's like this almost like urban legend that if you rip the tag off of like a mattress, or something like that, that there's a, a possible fine or something affiliated. Maybe there, it's something, like, legit, but, like, nobody actually follows. Do you think there's any validity to it? Mate, I, I think, I think anyone, anyone that calls an electrician to change a light bulb <laughs> will just be shunned in Australia. You know what I mean? Like, Australian culture would hit you harder than any fine that you could get. That's like calling up the bed store and asking how to sleep. It's just like, it doesn't work. Oh, it's, oh, I can think of so many analogies to this. It's, 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 it's like it's like calling it's like calling a maid to put your clothes in, in the washing machine. People do do that. Yes, this is true. Listen, I'm gonna depend on the listeners of Spinning Thoughts and the fans of the Fame to help educate us. Is this true or false? Do you technically need to hire an electrician to change a light bulb in Australia? Hit up the Fame on Twitter at the Fame. And us at Spin Thoughts and, you know, tell us the truth. I got two more for you guys and then uh, we're going to say our goodbyes. This is actually under language and slang. All right. So, uh, Mozzi, M-O-Z-Z-I-E, Mozzi stands for mozzarella stick. True or false? No, mate. It's it's a mozzi. A mozzi. Nah, definitely not. Okay, so it is not, that is, you're correct that it's false. What does it stand for? Do you know? Three, two, one, mosquito. Oh my, that's right. <laughs> See that if anything gentlemen that makes me feel like my research is accurate and that you are actually all c- committing crimes by changing your light bulbs yeah, we, 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 <laughs> we can't backtrack to a light bulb now mate. <laughs> we, we've learned, this is like oh I, I'm gonna find this out I gotta I find really it do. Like, that blows my mind my uncle is an electrician I can ask him <laughs> I will send Ojo like a, a message on, uh, on messenger The fame, a band on the run from the electricians. This is some breaking news here, guys. This is some breaking news. All right, and then the final, is it true, Australia edition, uh, under language and slang. Arvo, A-R-V-O, stands for afternoon. True or false? Yeah, mate. Come on, mate. Well, hey, you would know best, and you are correct. That is true. It does mean... (laughs) It does mean well, afternoon. I've never heard of it in my life until today. What? Yeah. What? Stephen's brain is oh, so Look, says this oh, take advantage of your time in the United States. Uh, <laughs> instead of sharing your music or anything like that, Steve's teach gone. people Arvo. Wow, that's true. I mean, we can try to start a thing going on. We can maybe try and change something. Revolution. Revolution. An arvolution, guys. An arvolution.
Probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, guys, uh, honestly, I've said it a few times. I mean it. Uh, I'm grateful for the time. You're all the way here in the United States from Perth, Australia. What an honor to talk to you. I really do appreciate it for episode 152. Before I let you go, is there anything else that you all would like to add or say? Uh, I think the biggest thing we want to say for anyone listening is taking the time to actually listen to our voices and rant, <laughs> but also to our, our friends and family and our family <laughs> as well as we call our fans as well for actually standing by us and sticking by us. You know, there's lots of things coming up, but everything that we do wouldn't be possible without every single person. doesn't matter if you're coming to the show, if they're on the other side of the world, every single person has put their bit into making the fame the fame. So I just wanted to say thank you to, from behalf of all of us, yeah. to everyone that's listening. I second that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Once again, I want to thank Josh, Sam, Sean, and Steven from the fame for being here for episode 152 of Spinning Thoughts. Their debut EP, Summer is a Curse, it's out everywhere via BMG. It is six very tasty songs, and the guys alluded to a lot more new music coming here in 2019. So if you're just getting into the fame, if you've been on this wave already, I just got to say I'm looking forward to riding it with you. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Spin Thoughts. Our website is thespinningthoughts.com. I mentioned this last week. I'm going to repeat it here this week. We have added... Honestly, 12 new contributors to the team. We're getting them up and running, but all their information is on the website if you want to look into it. And some of them are already dropping some really impressive, insightful, colorful pieces. I highly suggest you go check all this out and more. It's all free on our website, thespinningthoughts.com. We have premiere episodes every single Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available for free on all podcasting platforms the following Monday. That's Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, Podbean. I think you get the idea. Tell a friend, subscribe. It helps. And I got to admit, I really do love Uh, talking music with all of you, and I really greatly appreciate you being here. We will be back again next week, same time, same place. The band we're talking to, they just recently dropped a phenomenal album. It talks about some important things about being a female in a band in the music community today. You do not want to miss it. Until then, everybody, make sure you share music, spread love.